More than ever before, advertisers are concerned about where their ad spend is going. So the quest to take control over media investments is underway. The question is, should you or should you not bring programmatic in-house? Come join us at the Digiday Programmatic Marketing Summit Europe in Portugal to see how Europe's leading brands are innovating and challenging the status quo. For more information, go to digiday.com slash events. Hello and welcome to Digiday Live, our podcast where we bring you the best sessions from our many summits from around the world. I'm Shreen Batik and this episode is a session from our Digiday Publishing Summit we recently held in Vail, Colorado. In this session, the Skim's chief business officer, Brandon Berger, talks about how the publisher engages its audience. A couple of weeks ago, we had the Skim founders on the Digiday podcast and they talked about how they already are the biggest in the newsletter space. Now they think it's their job to engage every one of their users through different avenues. If you haven't already subscribed to that podcast, you should. It's hosted by our very own Brian Morrissey. For now, here's Brandon. I think most people know the skim, but if they do not know the skim, explain the skim. Well, I think based on the demographics of this Most of the people here are millennial women. Yeah, clearly. Um, the, the Skim is a membership company. Notice we're not a publisher. We're a membership company that makes it easier for female millennials to live a smarter life. And we do that, not like typical media brands, we do that through their routines. So when we think about what we do, everything we program is based on how they engage with our audience. So first thing in the morning, they read our newsletter. On their commute, they may listen to our podcasts. During their lunch break, they may read something in the feed. When they come home at five o'clock, they may see a skimtorial about their life at home. I'm sorry, a skimtorial. A skimtorial. It's basically <laughs> like, it's like a, um, a tip and trick to being a better adult, Got it. for that matter. Um, and so it's all programmed around that way. Okay. Um, but the skim started as a newsletter. Yes. Right? Yes. A lot of people still think about it as a newsletter. For sure. Right? Um, and like, how many people get the newsletter? About seven million. Okay, and has good open rates. Great right? open rates, yeah. So, uh, explain this building off of that base into b this vision of being a membership company. Sure. Um, well, I think the the skims. I, the, the reason the newsletter was designed to basically make you smarter about the news in the morning. So it was a three-minute read. It broke down hard topics. It made you smarter about what that meant. So the way you can get on with your day. So what does that mean? Well, when you think about that, that means that we're helping you understand what's going on in North Korea, what's happening in, with Facebook, what's happening around the world. And if we can break down those topics, we can start to build a really deep relationship with you, and that's about trust. And so that's where it started, by basically breaking down the news, and then we've basically taken that, that trust to leverage that and build a brand where our audience can engage with us in many different ways. Okay, so now it's, it's a matter of, of making those other habits. Because, I mean, the email habit, email's great for, for habits, for routines. Totally. Um, I know Danielle and Carla use routines, I use habits. But uh, <laughs> that's, that's important, right? I mean, but then the question is, can you port that over to the podcast? Can you figure it out with video? Can you get people to pay you $3 a month for, for the app? Sure. And stuff like that. Um, we're on that journey, right? And so what we've done is we've built a brand. And really, that's the most important thing we have. Besides our people, like every day, our relationship with our audience is built on our brand. So Give me the proof points that it is. Because like, I think, like I, I said in the opening, a big, big debate is who has a brand. Everyone claims they have a brand. And we're going to find out for real who no. has a brand. <laughs> it's true. I mean, you know, it's funny. Because like, when you think about like, the media world today, Everybody got really wide, right? So like all the media brands out there, and part of the thing that we talk about today is like, that's challenged, 
is that they got so wide that they started to lose their brand, right? So you started to think about you know, refinery and lifestyle, and then you saw Vice doing different, different pieces of content and BuzzFeed playing in food, and all of a sudden- Mashable is covering the Ukrainian invasion. Right, I mean, like, <laughs> everybody just began to go wide. And what we really did is we stayed very deep, and we stayed very focused. And, and by doing that, we were able to kind of keep that relationship very tight. And so if you think about it, so if we can break down North Korea, we can help you think about what mattress to buy, what shoes to wear, what you know, financial package mm -hmm. to choose. And it's all built on this thing, this trust that we have. And yeah. Trust, 85% of our audience trusts us to do that. So I think that the sort of double-edged sword of, of that is I, the skim does have a distinctive brand, and that leads to a lot of people criticizing it, <laughs> right? Because when, when the skim is breaking down North Korea, you know, a lot of, particularly like media people, really, right? They, they think that, you know, the tone is uh, you know, kind of smarmy and just kind of, uh, it trivializes, you know, sometimes serious matters. That's the criticism. But it makes it very distinct. Well, There's it, a lot of sameness out there. We're not here, we're, I'm not here to go deep. I'm not, we're not here to kind of... To, it's not for to, everyone. That, not, I think that's yeah, we're good. Here, we're here to really break it down so you just, just so you can be a little bit smarter about understanding what's happening. If you want to go deep, go to other content sites. But really, for us, we just want to make you smarter about that day. So it's never going to be super deep unless we really decide to kind of pivot that way. But it's really about just being smarter about what you're, what's happening. Okay, so a lot of people get the newsletter. You can monetize that. Great, and everything like that. But now you're charging people. <laughs> right. So explain the, the differentiated product approach. Sure. So, so basically, the idea is the newsletter's free, right? It's, it's, you get it every morning. It's, it's monetized by native advertising. Everything we do is native advertising. We also have a commerce business. We leverage the newsletter for some of that as well. When it comes to our, our subscription products, that product is a lot more proactive, right? So it begins to help you think about what's happening in the world. The newsletter tells you what happened yesterday. The, the, the app helps you think about what's happening tomorrow, what's happening the next day. It also helps you go deep on different topics. It's like a calendar app. It's a calendar, it's a deeper dive on certain topics. It breaks down information more, more intrinsically in your life, so that way you can get a better idea of like, what's happening in the world. But it's not designed to go, it's not designed to be kind of surface, it's designed to kind of engage with you throughout your day. So it's $3 a month. Yeah. And like, how, like what percentage of the audience do you think will convert? Um, <laughs> loaded question, I appreciate that. <laughs> I want to take a quick break to tell you about Digiday Plus. Digiday Plus is our premium membership product. You should join our community and get a first-hand look at how digital is transforming the world of media. You'll get exclusive research from events, invitations to exclusive member events, and Digiday Magazine, and it's only $3.95 a year. Please sign up at digiday.com. For you, our podcast listeners, we have a discount offer. If you want 25% off your subscription, enter the code PODCAST at checkout. Now, back to the episode. Honestly, I, I don't know what success looks like for, for a subscription app for this kind of community. Every community is, is somewhat so, different. So our community, roughly, we've got about 10 million plus engaged all the time with our audience, right? with our platforms. And so if we can convert one, you know, one million, two million, three million of people, you know, it's pretty strong. It's a pretty strong business. And I think that's really where we're focusing on. We're converting a lot of our audience, and we continue to kind of add value as we go. The product is... is 
always in evolution. So we're looking at adding different features to it. We're adding new, new offering. We're constantly mm -hmm. testing the model. We're looking at yearly subscription versus yeah. monthly. We're, right now it's monthly, right. and that the churn rate's higher for monthly versus yearly. Well, I mean. You get more chances. You get more chances. <laughs> cool. um, are you thinking about having a, a family of subscription products or just one core subscription product that you, you just you build off of? We're looking at both, right? So if you think about the, the, the business as a membership business, right? So one of our subscription products is this Skimbassador community we have. We have 30,000 of our most deeply engaged audience. That's not a paid audience, but that product, but that's the, the way they join that is by participating in our, in our platform and growing our platform. So we're gonna have multiple different products depending on what we think we're gonna do. Okay, so but do you look at the business like a, eventually you know, becomes, like Pete was saying, a third, a third, a third in some way? Um, I don't have an answer on that yet. I think what we're trying to do is be very, very connected to our audience. So we don't ever wanna be stuck with holding the bag when Facebook or Google changes their algorithm. We really wanna own that relationship. And so as long as we own that relationship and it becomes a premium service and, that, and our audience gets benefit from our utilities, we'll keep adding more products. Okay, and commerce. Commerce, yeah. Um, I assume that you're doing commerce. We are doing commerce. Okay. Yeah, so if you think about our business, our business is basically has four revenue streams, right? It's a licensing business, which is you know, our content licensing. We have our sponsorship, which is the ad revenue business. Right. Um, we have subscriptions, which, which we just talked about, and then our commerce business. And commerce is growing really fast. For us. Okay, no programmatic. No. There's a lot of programmatic people no, here. No, we don't they do that. at you. I don't, I, I, you can we can convert do Brandon. We do nothing in programmatic at all. <laughs> And in fact, we won't. It's not something. Never you. say never. I mean, BuzzFeed yeah. said they would never do all sorts of things, and now they do. That's true. <laughs> uh, how about video? Uh, you're doing some in video. We're doing, we're doing video. So we 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 went on Facebook Watch. We tried that for a little bit. We're building. We, we're producing about five or six videos. You tried. You used past tense on that one. So well, we were we were in the first round of that. Yeah. Um, and it didn't perform as well as we liked. I think we'll see how it goes. We believe Facebook's an important platform for our audience because they're there. Mm -hmm. But for us to make money on it, we haven't really figured that out yet. Um, okay. But video for us is really important because it allows us to do different types of storytelling. Right? So we have a couple different series now. We have a, a Sip and Sim, Skim series where we basically, it's, it's our interview series. We interview Justin Trudeau, Paul Ryan, Michael Wolf. Um, it's an eclectic group. Yes, it's a, it, <laughs> and we ask really poignant questions. So we, you know, we we interviewed Mary Barra and we asked her about electric cars. And so we really kind of break down important topics with those people. We have explainer videos, which kind of take our content to the next level. We have the skimtorials I mentioned. We have skimology. We have a bunch of stuff that kind of fits into the lifestyles and those routines of our audience. And that's okay. what we're playing in the video. Uh, and you and you recently closed the funding round. Yeah. Okay. And what is that earmarked for? Um, 12. Yeah, but what, oh. what is the... What, what's... To continue to invest in our subscription business and yeah. to continue to evolve that. Okay. Uh, I want to open it up to questions. We have a few minutes left. Yeah, just quick question for you. You know, as you take a look at um, a couple of years ago, I got a chance to meet with uh, Michael Eisner, and he was talking about content is king, right? And I think the differentiator for you guys, honestly, at the end of the day, is the way that you uh, pull your content together and deliver it out to your you know, your member base. The challenge going membership, and I think I'd love to get your point of view on this, is uh, as soon as you go to that membership model, you end up with a lot of competitor competitors coming in, trying to copy a lot of what you're doing, right? 
Um, I still say content is the differentiator and how you guys pull it together, but how do you deal with some of the competitive nature of moving to a membership model and potentially seeing some of the drop-off? And I don't know if you've seen any of the drop-off at this point. Well, okay, so I think your, your question is about competition when you shift to membership. <clears throat> I think our biggest competitor is time, right? So when we think about what we create, we're thinking about how fast and how, how quickly we can deliver content to an audience at a given time. There will always be competitors. As, you, as we move to a much more subscription-driven world, our audience will ultimately get smaller because you're not giving away the content for free, right? But as long as we keep our brand and our, and our information and, and what we do and our voice true and we deliver that value to you know, the people that are in the room here, um, I think we're going to keep adding that adding value. I mean, we'll, there will be competitors every every day. Somebody will try to compete with the skim, and we, we realize that. And but they'll never own the voice, and they'll never have the brand. And I think that's really critical for us. Okay, Brandon, thank you. Thanks, Appreciate it. That's all for this episode. Thank you for listening. If you like our show, and I hope you did, then please help us share it forward. How you do that? Rate us and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. It helps our podcast to be discovered. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you soon with another session.